is just a few young people and a bunch of uh, gray-haired people. Thank God for the gray-haired people. But um, we could be just doing nothing. You know, we could just be like, well, here's a cookout for you every once in a while, a hot dog and a hamburger. But no, we got uh, some awesome stuff lined up, right? It's awesome that our pastors care about us and that our pastors care about this area. And they, they care to, uh, to see this region, this community, and this city changed. Uh, see it change like our lives have been changed. It's not just to fill this place up. It's not just... Hey, man, we love to reach the back row of people. No, it's my life was changed five years ago when I came here. My life was completely changed. I was a, I was a completely different person. I want to see that in someone else's life. That should be that should be what we are trying to do here. So to bring change about other people's lives. So so tonight, as you can see, um, love, joy, peace. That is my message title tonight. But this series is called Fruit Loops. Why Fruit Loops? I don't know, does anybody else know? Either that or Fruit of the Loom, but we decided to go with Fruit Loops, so uh, <laughs> I debated whether I should say that, but I think it's okay, right? Well, copyright. And we wanted to put old Toucan Sam on there, but we'd probably get sued, so we'd probably not do that. Uh, so yeah, tonight we're going to be talking about uh, love, joy, and peace. So... Um, I'm just going to start. You don't have to turn here. Uh, I have a couple of verses we can turn to, but uh, this is out of the King James. Galatians 5, 22 20, uh, through 23. Galatians 5, 22 through 23, if you're taking notes. If you are, that's a good thing. Did you know that the angels check your notes before you get into heaven? They said, well, it looks like he skipped today, so uh, yeah, you probably not get in. So uh, just kidding, that doesn't happen. For anybody who's like, oh, I better write something down real quick. Um, so tonight, uh, Galatians 5, 22 through 23, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. That's what I'm covering. We can almost stop there, but I'm going to read it just for the sake of reading it. Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. You know, I'm specifically talking about these three that you see behind me tonight. You know, with the fruit of the Spirit, it's not, um, you don't get to pick and choose which ones you want. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's not like, well, you know, I can have joy and I can have peace, but I don't really want to love anybody. Or uh, loving people is easy for me, but I don't have any peace in my life. And I just, I want to live in strife and I want to, um, I always want to have an attitude and I always want to complain and I always want to gossip. No, you, you don't pick and choose. The fruit of the Spirit is, all nine of these are you don't, you don't get to pick them. All nine of them is who, who we're supposed to be. It reflects the image of Jesus. So all nine of those traits, all nine of those characteristics make up what's in us already. All nine of those traits are already in us. So, you know, you, we shouldn't be praying, oh, you know, God, give me peace and give me um, joy. Well, he's, they're already there. You could just say, give me more of it and give me, uh, Holy Spirit, lead me and teach me on how to walk in love, how to... Uh, walk in joy and how to have peace in my life. You know, uh, the first one I'm going to talk about is love. So you can turn with me to 1 John 4.16 out of the New Living Translation. Uh -huh, okay, thank you. 1 John 4.16. What's he laughing about, Anthony? What? Not a good verse? Okay, you want to preach it? No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'm teasing there. 1 John 4.16 out of the NLT says, 
we know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. So this verse is saying, if Jesus is living inside of us, then there should be an obvious outpouring and a flowing out of us love towards others, right? Isn't that what that's saying? So if there isn't love flowing out of you, if there isn't love, if you're not walking in love and people can tell, you know, I would question, you know, if you do, if you even know Jesus, because God is love, and, and think of how many times he forgives us and loves us thousands of times, maybe hundreds of thousands for some of you, I don't know, but um, his love towards us is unconditional. <laughs> Why you smile? Uh, turn with me to First uh, Corinthians thirteen, four through seven. First Corinthians thirteen, four through seven, out of the NLT. I'm going to explain to you what, from Scripture, what love is. What is love? Anybody? Probably not. Okay. Starting at verse 4, it says, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand <clears throat> its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. How many are glad tonight that love's never given up on us? Like I said, all the, all the times, all the mistakes you made, when we knew better, right? We've, we know better, but we still make mistakes. But love says it's okay. I still love you. I got you. I'm not going anywhere. So it says love never gives up. It never loses faith. It is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Anything that you mess up on in life, anything that um, maybe you're just, you know, out walking somewhere and you see somebody that doesn't, measure up, doesn't look like you want them to look. It's like, oh gosh, that person's different than I am. So that's not the attitude we should be having. Jesus would love that person, you know, regardless of if he had anything in common with them, regardless of what they looked like, how they smelled. You know, Jesus said that all of these commandments, out of all of them, the greatest of them was is love, you know. And, and all of these traits we read about in 1 Corinthians 13, all of them make up the love of God and all of these things we can have in our life. I mean, I'll be the first to say I don't always have all the, all of these. I might at sometimes I might have some of them, and other times I have others. I mean, I try my best every day, but uh, you know, it says love is patient and kind. I, you know, sometimes I have to work on myself at being patient just just with with anything in life. So, you know, I'm I'm working on myself every single day. I mean, I guess apparently some of you guys got it all together, but um, you know. Uh, turn, uh, turn with me to 1 Corinthians 13, 13. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. In this verse it says, Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. You know, it's kind of like one of those things in the Bible when, when uh, in Scripture, when it says, and the greatest of these, or it says something along the lines of, that's something we need to pay attention to. He could have said the greatest of these is patience. 
but he didn't. He chose to say love. So those are things that we really need to focus on, things that we need to pay attention to. You know, loving others and walking in love it, it can be harder than it sounds sometimes. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people in here, there's been times when uh, you really want to say something to that one person. But wisdom, the Holy Spirit helped you, and you didn't say that thing that you want to say, even though it could be true, right? Even though you can be completely justified in what you're saying and completely right. But love says, no, I'm not going to say that, I, even if I'm right. I don't have to be right. I don't have to get my way. Um, I don't have to win in this situation. You know, uh, I say the bigger person keeps his mouth, his or her mouth quiet and just chooses love instead. You know, sometimes you want to lash out. Sometimes you want to get even, you know. That's what love does. It chooses to set aside feelings. We all got feelings. <laughs> I've got feelings. And they don't always line up with love. But I'm work, like I said, I'm working on myself every day. Every day. Walk in love with people I work with. Walk in love with my family. Definitely walk in love with you guys. I mean, geez. But um, <laughs> I'm teasing. You know, love chooses to place someone first and put yourself second or even last. You know. So let me ask you this. When others look at you or they talk about you, do they say that you're that person that's full of love? Do they say that person walks around in, in, in love and he's someone, he or she is someone I can look up to in my example of love? Or, you know, if not, then either, either you don't know God or you just maybe you haven't fellowship with God in a while. Because when you're fellowshipping with God and you're in his presence, there's just nothing there but love and encouragement and some correction if you need it. But the, the encouragement and the love is always going to uh, be, the, be the strongest thing there. So if you're spending time with God, if you're fellowshipping with him, you're, if you're reading your Bible, I know people say, yeah, I know, read my Bible, worship. Yeah, I get it. But no, that's where, that's where those, your relationship with God is cultivated. That's where your relationship with God will grow. And that's where you will grow in love. Towards It doesn't matter. Like I said, people on your job, people at your school, uh, speak, not talking back to your parents, choosing love, even though you could be right. I've been right before my parents were wrong, but I choose not to say anything. So that's about it. You know, remember, love gives freely without looking at whether the person deserves it, and it gives without expecting anything in return. Because that wouldn't be love if we... I'm going to do this, but there's conditions. I'm going to do this, but I expect this in return. That's, that's not love. That's you having motives. That's you being manipulative. Love doesn't expect anything in return. Let's talk about number two. Number two is joy. Anybody have it? Good. About ten. That's good. All right, in Nehemiah 8.10, you don't have to turn there. I'm just going to read it. It says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Anybody believe that for yourself tonight? I love, I love that verse of scripture. I, I, um, most mornings, I'm not going to pretend I'm just some confession warrior, but when I do remember to, I love, that's one of my favorite um, scriptures to confess over myself or um, as my day is, so shall my strength be. But this one specifically, since we're talking about this tonight, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So you can turn now to um, Hebrews 12, 2, please, out of the NLT. Hebrews 12, 2. 
Hey, don't we have a coffee shop named Hebrews? Is that us? Okay, okay, Owens Grove. Sunday morning. That's it. Diana Blaylock. See you at what time? Nine o'clock. Okay. Get the best brews in New Albany. Pap always gets the, the little egg, sausage egg, cheese biscuit. He's always smacking that down before worship starts. I always see him back there like a little scavenger. Okay, Hebrews 12, 2. Enough being goofy. I'm, I'm sorry. Let's read. It says, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, which was returning back to God, uh, the Father in heaven, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and now he is seated at the place of honor besides God's, beside God's throne. You know, Jesus knew that the joy of the Lord was his strength. Of course, of all people, God's son should know that. And uh, I believe that he confessed that, and he knew, and he knew that the joy of the Lord was his strength. I mean, how else, how else do you get beaten and, and, and to the point where you're murdered, but you carry the cross? Where does that strength come from? Knowing what's out before him, knowing what he's going to, knowing what's coming, that was the joy. And be, because he knew what that was, and because I'm sure he confessed that, that's where he gained his strength from. You know, whenever you feel in life that something's too hard or, uh, you know, you just can't do it, you know, remember that Jesus went to a cross that he didn't deserve, yet he had the strength to do it because he was full of joy. I mean, how many, you might think, how in the world could you be full of joy when you're being nailed to a cross? Well, I actually don't know the answer either, so that's uh, kind of a mystery still. Because he knew it was for love, and he knew that uh, by doing that, he would save every single one of us from going to a hell that that we did deserve, right? But yet he did it because he loves us. You know, we see that if you'll just confess that the joy of the Lord is your strength, then, you know, you'll be able to overcome any cross, whatever that is, that you have to carry in your life. And also, you know, if you feel that you have to carry this certain thing in your life. Just learn to cast those cares on the Lord. I, I carried stuff for many years and, and just, just up until a couple years ago, um, and I don't exactly remember who preached on it, but somebody specifically preached on casting your cares. I think it was you, Pastor Jordan. And, and I thought, you know, I've been carrying this thing for so long. Why, do, why is this even on my shoulders? So I, I learned to cast that thing. And it had to do, you know, with my family. So Anybody who's dealing, maybe have family issues in your life and something that seems to really bother you, just cast that care on God and let him take it. He's the heavy hitter, right? Anybody know those commercials? Daryl Isaac? He's the heavy hitter, though. And he, he's a heavy, heavy lifter, too. And, and that little care of yours ain't nothing for him to squat. <laughs> so learn to, cast, learn to cast those cares, those things that are, that are holding you down. I know that's kind of not exactly talking go along with joy, but when I learned that, that really, really, really meant a whole lot to me. I just, I felt so much freedom, and I felt so much more lighter. I didn't feel like I had to fix everything. I didn't feel like it was on me to, to make things work, you know, and, and, and that thing will try to come back on you sometimes, and just remind yourself and remind God, not, not that he put it back on you, but just say, no, Lord, you have that. I'm not taking that anymore. So in times like that, learn to cast your cares. 
you know, the, talk, and when we're talking about joy, the, the world is so used to seeing people just upset and angry or just living this black and white kind of life and there, there's no energy or no strength in it. And, you know, when, when the world sees someone with visible joy on their faces, Anthony, you know, they have to stop and ask the question, you know, how and why are you this way? What brought you to this point? I mean, I feel like my world's crashing down, but why do you have joy? You know, joy, uh, in my opinion, joy is a very attractive trait, right? I mean, uh, I tend to, I, I want to be around people who are full of joy. I, I'm not saying that I've got it figured out, but I feel like I'm a joyful person. I feel like I'm full of joy most of the time, and, and I want to be around those types of people because, you know, that's just who I am. So I want to be around that type. And uh, come on, Anthony, I even wrote your name down here. Anthony is a great example of someone that is full of joy. He's always encouraging, always smiles, and he's always excited. And I know you got circumstances in your life, too, and you've talked to me about them. But Anthony is someone that's full of joy. So if you're a Debbie Downer, no offense, Miss Debbie, if you're, if you're like that, if <laughs> she's probably back there somewhere watching me. Um, if you're someone that's like that, get around someone who's got joy in their life and learn to see how they deal with circumstances in life. Not that they're perfect, not that they've got it all figured out, but they've got something figured out, right? If, you got, if you're somebody who's always, trying, always dealing with something and you're saying, man, I'm, just, I'm depressed, I'm sad, I, I feel like I keep bumping my head against the wall, I, I don't know how to get out of this. Get around somebody who's got some joy in, your li- in their life and learn to confess that the joy of the Lord is your strength and whatever, you're, whatever it is you're going through, that joy and that strength will carry you through it. You know, uh, young men and women, pay attention and uh, look for people who are full of joy, a.k.a. your future mate, possibly. Uh, joy is, is an attractive trait. Not that you're looking for your wife or your husband around here, but if you are, joy is an attractive trait, so learn to put a smile on your face, some of you. <laughs> Uh, just kidding. None of you guys love to date until you're like 80 anyway, so don't even, don't even think about it. Don't even think about it. <laughs> Let me explain the difference between um, joy and happiness. Um, you know, happiness is just uh, it's an emotional thing. It's, it's, man, I'm so happy right now. I just got a raise or uh, I aced that test, straight A+. Plus. For me, it was like F- minus typically. Um, no, seriously, <laughs> I didn't do too good. Uh, and I'm surprised I'm even up here speaking in front of people. But um, happiness comes from times like that. Happiness comes from someone pat you on the back and said, hey, you did a great job. But then you get in your car and you leave this place and you go home and your dog died. I'm sorry, I just, that's a bad example. But there goes your happiness. Your happiness is gone because happiness isn't based on, well, let's just say, Happiness is just based on your feelings, how things are going in your life at that time. You know, then there's, there's plenty of people in the world that are, that are happy people. Uh, there's a lot of people that just uh, maybe they escape a lot of stuff that, that goes on, and they just they can live a happy life. But as soon as circumstances change, as soon as the storm comes, they're not too happy anymore. They, uh, they're negative. I'm not going to use Miss Debbie's name again. Uh, they're, they're, just, they're just negative people. Let me tell you, tell you how joy is different. Joy is choosing to praise God when things are great and when things are not so great, right? 
when you're confident that God is going to take care of you, no, ma no matter what, no matter what comes your way. I'm a terrible, ugly crier, I know. But when you're confident that no matter what comes your way, you're going to have joy because you know that Jesus is with you. And I've really needed that in my life. Gosh, I didn't, I didn't want to cry. <laughs> Here I am. Uh, so let me ask you guys, when others think about you and when others talk about you, do they see someone that's full of joy? Do they see someone that walks around and carries joy in their life? Do they see that? Something that we all need to think about. Or do they see someone that looks like everyone else with a frown on their face? Know that the truth that Jesus died on the cross for you so that you didn't have to go to hell should be, <laughs> should be evidence enough, should be truth enough that you could walk around with joy on your, joy, just looking like joy. It doesn't mean you need to walk around just shouting a hallelujah, praise Jesus. You know, you don't have to walk around doing that. You can if you want to. But when storms come and when the enemy comes and tries to stir things up and mess things up, you're not, you're not bothered. You, you, you're like, I got joy. I'm not even, I'm not even affected by this. I, I've had things come up recently, just a couple weeks ago, and uh, didn't faze me because I've learned how to have joy, and they didn't faze me. Uh, you know, I, I just I wrote down here one thing that's really encouraged me lately is that that Father God has been restoring relationships to me just with my family, and uh, it's been awesome. I've been really excited about it, and people I haven't talked to, in a, and family members I haven't talked to in a few years. Um, you know, things are really looking nice right now, and I and I and I know because uh, I waited for the right time, and I didn't rush anything. Uh, that's brought me a lot of joy. So it's really encouraged me big time. I met with I'm just I met with two of my brothers recently in the past uh, both of them in the past month and a half and just you know it's like some of the best times you could ever have um, super very encouraging uh, happiness but I have joy instead but it, it's one of those things that made me very happy <laughs> but it's 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 encouraging me to continue on in joy let me talk to you number three let's talk about peace probably one of my most favorite things and one of the things I've needed most desperately in my life. In Romans 5.1 out of the NLT, you don't have to turn there. It says, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. You know, when Jesus died on the cross for us, he made us right with God. That's if we accept Jesus, though. You know, because of that, we can have peace that, you know, God's not mad at us or God's upset with us. We can have peace knowing that we're made right with God, right with Jesus. You know, how many know our world's a little bit crazy? You know, the media likes to make it out that our world's just so terrible and it's really bad. But there's a lot, there's a lot of good. There's still a ton of good. There's There's people by the thousands getting saved in all areas of the world right now. I mean, the church is growing, although sometimes you might think, like, is the church even, are people leaving the church? Yeah, there are some, but there's also a massive amount of people 
coming to Jesus and making decisions and then being discipled to follow Jesus. So have, uh, be encouraged by that, you know, but, but when, when our world is freaking out and when people are running around like a chicken with their head cut off, Charles, and they don't know what to do and everybody's just, <laughs> Gator's like, oh my gosh, really? <laughs> I'm about to do that to about 18 of my chickens, just so everybody know. They're about to, yes, sir, they're about to get it. They're going to be good eating too, but um, come on, come on back with me. Come on back. Sorry. I know that's a bloody mess, but uh, <laughs> but when the world's freaking out and when everything's crashing down, it is possible that you can have peace in the midst of all of it. Does anybody believe that? It's very possible. Uh, turn with me to uh, Romans fifteen thirteen. Romans fifteen thirteen. Let's start in verse 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Therefore, or then, then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, I've, I've learned that if you just place your trust in Jesus, peace will come to you as a result. Jesus is peace. He is love. He is joy. If you place your trust in him, the, the, the fact that you're placing your trust in him all those things as a result will come to you. Now, whether you, whether you really know about them just yet, that's, thank God for his mercy and his grace. He'll, he'll just cover you with those things, and then you can start learning about them, and you can start learning how to, when, when stuff goes not the way you want it to in life, you can learn that you can have those things go right. You just have to keep confessing that, that, that those situations are going to turn around. You've got to keep confessing that you, you have joy and you have peace and, and you have love in your life. You know, I've, I've, I've needed, I, I was telling Mr. Les the other day uh, about peace, and peace has been probably, I would say, one of the things I've really loved learning about the most just since I've been here and, and, the, and my time here at church. Uh, I've just, I've needed it so bad in my life. I've needed peace. I was tired of having this, that butterfly feeling, that anxious, that nervous feeling all the time. It, it just, it, it never went away. And I was so tired of feeling like that. And again, I was talking about casting your care. That stuff will go away when you learn to cast your care. But I needed peace. And I was tired of not having it. And I, I didn't really know how to get there or, or why I felt that way. But like I said, as soon as I casted that care and got rid of that thing, I, I, I started feeling different than I've ever felt before. Peaceful, relaxed, restful, just feeling at ease good place <laughs> that's part of living that good life you know but but I've also had my peace stolen by the enemy before you know maybe because I maybe I wasn't ready to deal with something but but I've really I've really guarded my heart um, and you have to guard your peace I mean really guard it I mean like I said there's so many crazy things going on in our world right now especially with this whole political thing you know, sometimes I'll just be like, who cares, man? Elect a monkey. I mean, I don't even care. A president doesn't even really run anything anyways. It's all the people underneath him. So put a monkey up there and let him speak in the microphone. He'll make more sense than most of those guys. But, geez, I mean, but in the midst of all this crazy stuff, 
that that uh, that young young teenagers, people like that are in this room tonight, are 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 leaving the church and they're getting pregnant at a at a young age and and they're fighting and they're and they're doing all this stuff that they shouldn't be doing. You can have peace when you hear all that stuff instead of thinking like, "Wow, gosh, I hope that's not me," or "Hope that's, I'm not going to do that," or "Hope my friends aren't going to do that." You know, you don't have to worry about that. Worry's a sin, and we don't, you know, we want we don't want to be worrying. Take that stuff that you worry about, cast that on God too, and say, "Lord, take that. I know you can handle it. I can't handle that." You know, our our bodies weren't designed to have our bodies were designed to have peace. So anything contrary to that is foreign it's alien to our body and that's why worry and not having peace will break you down it'll get you sick and it'll put you in the hospital and probably eventually in the grave too learn to have peace in your life study and find out how to get it if you need peace don't just wait around for it to show up do something about it talk to god about it you know i've i've seen uh even just recently i like trucks a whole lot really like trucks and i'll be out and i'll see um just some guy usually wearing a pair of like white oakley sunglasses <laughs> usually um and he'll got this really awesome truck and it's like lifted up and it's got like big tires and bright shiny rims on it. i'm just like like watching it go by and then i realize there's a car in front of me i got slammer brakes on and actually i probably shouldn't said that parents are probably like oh he's nobody's ever riding with him again sorry uh, actually, I don't do that. Um, but I'll see that kind of stuff and think like, oh, man, gosh, that'd be so cool to have that. Or I'll see a house that, or or just possessions and stuff, that stuff I really, I'm, I'm like hobbies and interests, and I'll think like, man, it'd be so good to have that. Man, what if I had that? But then I think, I'm not saying this for all those people, but most of those people, they might not know Jesus. So they might have material possessions, but they don't have peace in their life. They might have all the things that the world is going after, all, all, the, all the glamour and, you know, the big trucks and the nice house and everything, but do they have peace? I wouldn't trade peace for a single one of those things. Somebody said, here, set your peace on the table. Here's my million dollars. Pick which one you want. I'll take my peace back. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Not after how I felt what it's like to not have peace. I'm always going to guard it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I mean, name it. I wouldn't trade it. Peace has meant so much to me. So let me ask you, when people talk about you or they think of you, do they see someone that's full of peace? Or do they see someone who's always frantic and, and, and nervous and freaking out all the time? You know, the peace in your life is a sign to everyone that you're following Jesus. The peace in your life or the, the joy and the love, those are also examples to everyone around that hey, that guy's a follower of Jesus. You know, God isn't, he's not asking us to be perfect, but he wants our character, you know, to reflect these nine fruits. I know we talked about three tonight, but these nine fruits reflect a life that's lived for him. We represent Jesus. So when people see us and they see us freaking out, they think, well, God must, or Jesus must be like that. Well, we can do a better job at representing our God, right? So that's all I have for tonight. Um, in the next uh, two weeks to come, I mean, uh, there will be, I believe, Morgan Cook and Young Pap, I think. They're going to be covering the other six. So it kind of worked out nice. You three, me three, her three. Okay, thank you. So it works out nice like that. Um,
but because you, you hear me talk about, well, nine fruits, which nine fruits? Um, so stay tuned. You'll know soon enough. But, um, you know, let's just, uh, let's just try our best to, to walk in love, to have joy in our life. And, if, and, and once, you, once you have peace in your life, guard it with everything you got. You know, don't, don't trade it. Don't give it up for anything else. Something that's just going to last for a season, just temporary pleasure. Don't give it up. Hold on to those things and guard all those things. And, and as, we, as we do these three things that you see, we're going to represent Jesus and people are going to be attracted to us. Amen. Any closing announcements, sir?